the Easter story that we hear this morning is from the 20th chapter of John's Gospel, the opening 18 verses. Listen, my friends, for God's victorious word. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. And Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings laying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrapping, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in. And he saw and believed. For as yet, they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their home. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, Tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Called by name at Easter. It's a powerful thing to be called by name, isn't it? Years ago, back in the 1980s, I remember that I tried out for the game show Jeopardy. And in those days, the test was not online. 
The test was a test. You showed up at a physical address and stood in a line with hundreds or thousands of other people and waited your turn as they took a certain number of people into the room to take the test. And when you walked in, they handed you a piece of paper and a pencil, and you took a timed uh, multiple-choice exam. Then they called time, they took up the test and graded them, and you waited. You waited to hear your name called. Because if your name was called, that meant you went to the second level of the three-level tryout to get on your favorite show. I can still remember how excited I was when I heard my name called. So I got back in line, and I waited. And I was handed another piece of paper and another pencil, and I took another timed test. They also handed us a little note card and said, write down three interesting things about yourself in case you make it on the show. Alex Trebek could ask you about them. The person next to me said, I don't have three interesting things about me. And I said, well, I've had three interesting things happen while I'm standing in line. I'm ready to go. I waited and waited. And I can still remember the disappointment of not hearing my name called to go to the top level and have a chance to be on the show. It took me until high school, but I finally found something I was good at. I was not good at sports like my friends. I was not outstanding in any particular subject in school like math or science, even though I made good grades. I was not a valedictorian. I didn't have any noticeable skills or talents. All my friends seemed to excel at things, and I looked year after year, what is it that I can do? And when I got to high school, I realized I could compete in speech and drama and debate. And I threw myself into that. I lived for that. And I especially lived for the tournaments where we would go and compete against other high schools. I loved it because at the end of the tournament, if I had done well and won in a category, I would hear my name called. And I would get a trophy or a plaque or a certificate like all my friends got for all those other things that I had no ability to do. But as much fun as it was to hear my name called at the tournament, it paled in comparison to how wonderful it was to hear my name called that next Monday morning in the announcements at school. In our high school, the tradition was whoever had been in a competition that weekend before, be it sports or music or speech and drama, they always read the list of all those who competed and what they had won. It was my senior year, and I was quite full of myself, and I couldn't wait for this particular Monday morning because we'd gone to the state tournament and I had had a particularly good weekend. But the person who was reading the announcements that day knew me and knew that I was quite full of myself. So as I listened to the announcements, when they listed off all the things I'd won, they attributed it to Barney Hickers instead of Barry Hughes. I was so disappointed 
to not hear my name that day. We love to be called by name. We love to be seen. We love to be known. Whether it's an acknowledgement of an accomplishment or a welcome into the embrace of someone we love, it's a powerful thing to have our name called. We've heard the words of John's gospel telling of Easter morning. We find Mary Magdalene, and only Mary Magdalene, at the tomb. After watching the horrific death of her Jesus on the cross, after racing against the sunset to prepare his body before the Sabbath began, after no doubt what was a restless and sleepless night, Mary Magdalene had come to the tomb in the dark, waiting for the dawn, waiting for the chance to do the only thing she could do for her beloved Jesus. As the sun comes up, she discovers that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance of the tomb. She runs to tell Peter and John. She rouses them from sleep and says, someone has taken the body of Jesus. And you have that wonderful depiction of Peter and John racing to the tomb. John, of course, wins because he's telling the story. But he hesitates at the entrance of the tomb. When Peter gets there, being his nature, he blows right by John and goes in. And they find there the grave clothes, but no Jesus. And John tells us that they believed. Yeah, they believed what Mary Magdalene had told them. Someone had taken Jesus' body. And they go back home. But Mary stays. Mary stays outside the entrance of that tomb, weeping in her grief and no doubt praying in her despair. She looks in the tomb and she sees two angels who ask her, Why are you weeping? They have taken the body of my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. As she weeps, she looks around, and there she sees Jesus. But because of her grief, and because she could not see through her tears, she does not recognize who Jesus is. She thinks he's the gardener. And I think her spirits are lifted a little bit because the gardener would surely know where they took the body of Jesus. Jesus asked her the same question the angels did and then says, who are you looking for? She says, tell me where you've laid him and I will take him away. Mary is still lost in the dark mystery and shadow of death. The greatest hope she can muster for her life is that she could find the dead body 
of Jesus. But then Jesus calls her by name, Mary. And everything changes. Being called by name opens Mary's eyes and she can see the risen Jesus. Being called by name changes her focus from the reality of death to the possibility of new life. Being called by name turns her sorrow into joy. Being called by name inspires her to become the very first preacher to utter the good news of the resurrection. I have seen the Lord. You see, Mary came to the garden thinking she needed to find Jesus. But Jesus found her instead. And called her by name. And everything changed. Easter is a day that reminds us that we are called by name. Each and every one of us. Easter reminds us that Jesus lived and died and rose again to make God's love known to us to save us from our sin, and to bring us into new life. The good news of Easter is that Jesus is still finding us, just as he found Mary Magdalene weeping in the garden. And Jesus still calls us by name. This is the hope of Easter. Jesus was not raised from the dead just for Mary Magdalene, or for Peter and John, or for the hundreds of witnesses who saw his resurrected physical body century upon century ago. Jesus was not just raised from the dead for the sins of the world. Jesus was raised from the dead for you and for me. And Jesus is still calling us by name. John Wesley, the founder of the Christian movement that still lives on in the United Methodist Church, was a very well-educated, ordained Anglican priest of 18th century England. He knew the scriptures. He knew theology. He knew church history. He knew the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But his life changed when he experienced a moment at a meeting on Aldersgate Street where he said he felt his heart strangely warmed. And he writes, an assurance was given to me that he, Jesus, had taken away my sin, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. It was when John Wesley felt he was called by name that everything changed. Jan Karen, the 
author of the Mitford series of books, puts it simply like this. Easter is never deserved. Easter is the ultimate expression of the ridiculously relentless and extravagant love and grace of God for you and for me. The resurrection is proof that God will stop at nothing to reach us, each and every one of us. Like Jesus calling Mary Magdalene by name outside the empty tomb. He is risen. And he is calling you and me and all of us into new life. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.